I would like to do a little shout out to Connor, who is one of our our Discord guys. Just, what? Jesse's very upset. What are you? You upset didn't about? do anything funny during the intro. Oh, yeah. Do it again. Here, no, I want another no, shout no, out. No, 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 seriously, I want Adam, another. Adam, Adam, no, we got to talk to Connor. Start the show. Play the music. Adam, Adam, so, so tell basically, so, so. Uh, uh, Here, tell us about Connor, and I'll be so. Jargameister. <laughs> Uh, from New Zealand. His name's Connor. He's a big listener to the show. And obviously, you know him from Discord if you're on our Discord. Uh, he's one of the mods. He has set up a grid, ch- grid challenge, basically, for anybody that is interested in joining for Formula One. There is an SDPN league. And basically, this the everybody's using this app. It's called Grid Rival. And we're not even getting paid to say that, but that's what we're using. Um, <laughs> and I'm just I'm just throwing it out there. This no, we're giving them a lot of free problems. We are. We are. But there's like a lot of people from SDPN in there already. It's just for fun. Uh, you just sign up. You pick your drivers and your team. You get $100 million to spend. And oh. so you can only pick a few. Where, where can you sign up for this, Adam? You, you just go do, to, do they have a PayPal and Venmo as well? <laughs> hmm? We're just giving all this away. <laughs> I know, I know. What uh, what drivers did you pick? So my my lineup is is this. So I'm in I'm in two on Grid Rival. I got one with my friends and one with this one. So I thought with this one I get a little. I thought more we were your friends. Yeah, my you. other friends who watch it for oh. one regularly. I have more friends oh, than just you. Look at that. Somebody's no. got friends. Ooh. You best not be having All friends. All right, Monica and Chandler. <laughs> Get out of so, here. So, um, so I I went with. I'm hurt. I went with Lando Norris from McLaren and Daniel Ricciardo from McLaren uh, because I really wanted somebody from Ferrari. So I got Charles Leclerc uh, and I got Norris and Ricciardo because I think McLaren, if they can solve their brake issues, they're going to have oh, a really good season. The brake issues. And then... Uh, I also picked, oh, sorry. No, I didn't pick that. That's what, uh, uh, here, let me start that again. So here's my team. Cause I did not pick that team. You ready? Here's my team. And I'm just loading it up right now. Here's the app. I actually did reach out to these guys. I'm like, Hey, we're using your app. Do you think that you want to, you know, maybe work with us? Um, so I'm a McLaren guy. So I had to pick one McLaren driver. And of course I had to pick the team. So I picked Lando Norris, McLaren, the team. And then I got George Russell because he's $5 million cheaper than Lewis Hamilton. But he's driving for Mercedes, and Mercedes are always great. Right. And so they're always going to be in the points. And then I picked for because you have to buy like two cheap drivers. For some reason, the Williams drivers, Alex Albon and Nicholas Latifi, Latifi, who got like almost no points last year, is still $6 million. And Alex Albon is as high as $9 million. And I know he raced for Red Bull at one point, but I'd like, it's still Williams. I love Williams, but it's still Williams. Their car sucks usually. Um, so I went with the two Haas drivers, Mike, or, uh, Mick Schumacher and Kevin Magnuson. So that is my lineup. So sign up. And if you're late to the sign up, because everybody's like, well, the race starts this weekend. It's going to be locked in. What happens? So I asked uh, Robert Malloy about that. And Robert told me that if you join a couple of weeks in or next week or something like that, you get as many points as the last place person, which Robert predicted would be him. So, so you do, you could sign up like 10 races in if you want to, you're just going to start from the very back. I wish, I wish this screen could just be my thought bubble right now, (laughs) because it would just be one of those wind up monkey toys playing the symbols. I have no idea what's going on. I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh man. (laughs) I know. It's like, you know, you know about the TV? I do actually. I have a team. Okay, can you it's, go through your yeah, team? Yeah, he's a UFC fighter. Go through your team. Is, go through your team. Is Steve going to fall asleep during this? No, segment. just do You know what? It's not It's not like it's called the Steve Dangle Podcast. Jesse, I, you don't need to worry about me. I've spent my whole life pretending to understand things. <laughs> I have Hamilton, Schumacher, Leclerc, Magnuson, and Bottas, and then Mercedes is my team. Oh, so, man. How good of a driver is Mercedes? They make good cars. They do make good cars. And they make good F1 Oh, it's, oh, it's, a, br- it's a car company. Yeah, they've yeah. won like oh. the last nine world championships. So, so it's, not, a team. it's not a person. It's not a person. No. no. I'm interested with Botas and Alfa Romeo. I wanted to pick him and I thought, Alfa Romeo just always puts out a shitty product. But I like uh, Valtteri. You know? I do too. I, I liked when he was over on Mercedes. And, and like, on the Red Wings. Yeah. He was doing things, but... Uh, he moved over. There's. Do you think Russell's going to be a good replacement? I do. Yeah. I do. I think he did stuff with that Williams car last year that, you know, 
honestly, nobody could have driven that car into the points as many times as he did. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, they were garbage, so it was Haas. And so I'm, I'm curious to see how I want them to do better. I want it to be a more competitive late pack uh, thing. Um, but I, I don't know that uh, I don't know that we've seen what George Russell can actually do at this level. Like he's he's as good as the you know Carlos Sainz and Lando Norris, I think. And I'm a Lando Norris guy, so we'll see. Does we'll see. he have the ability to slow down so that Lewis can pass him? <laughs> because while that's driving be for Mercedes, a lot of your role is letting Lewis win because Lewis is the best. So I'm. I thought the volume was off. I'm sorry. Oh, sorry. What, was, what are you looking for? What are you so doing? I was just watching a video. Just, oh, uh, is that right? Just, He's I mean, doing bits. It was well, about racing. Listen, because he doesn't care. George Russell <laughs> is gonna. It's gonna be hard because that guy wants to win mm-hmm. and I don't think he's going to want to but I don't know there's something about Lewis Hamilton where he's got that strong presence he doesn't need to yell at you we'll save F1 corner for, for the later. end of the podcast okay, fine. from now on Can we, I had a good time in Hamilton Steve hates I thought it, it was fine. so so let me let me just <laughs> let me just say this um <laughs> uh before we get to our sports interaction here I want to quickly mention Noxie and Cax yesterday mm-hmm. so obviously there was the news that Jeff Merrick broke on Twitter um and you know, obviously, with that, there was some some actually really surprising reaction. If you're somebody that's casually following it, I think one of the things that 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 when we when we follow hockey, all of us are guilty of this, is that when news breaks, you just go, "Oh, that's that's really cool. That would be great." I did it too yesterday. You know, when um, but the the whole situation with the PWHPA and PHF that Jeff reported on was that they were going to meet and try to hash things out and make it happen. Mm-hmm. Now. With the mediator of the NHL presiding. Right, because Gary's a lawyer and a mediator, which is possible. And awful. And Yeah. In every respect. So I don't think that, like, let me just take this off the table. I think that everything Jeff Merrick reported was probably true, Mm -hmm. but you have to understand where it is, where it's coming from in the context. So let's start from the beginning. Breaking. Yeah, there's been a lot of that going around. People uh, flaming reporters for information they don't like. Right, and I think I think context that's, is important. That's not yes. how reporting works. Right. So so we'll start with this. Breaking women's hockey news, the NHL has asked the PWHPA and PHF to meet in an attempt to come to an arrangement that would bring the two leagues together. Details on the proposed meeting are now being worked on. Also, members of the PWHPA were uh, informed over the weekend of a substantial multi-million dollar funding deal that would allow their proposed league to move forward. It sounds like an eight to 10 year commitment. The PHF recently announced $25 million investment in their league for the next three seasons, which includes not only salaries, but health benefits program package. The NHL has repeatedly said they're not in a position to support women's hockey while the two competing leagues and the NHL themselves are hesitant. Sorry, while there are two competing leagues and the NHL, uh, NHL teams are hesitant to partner with any one women's league without the blessing of NHL commissioner Gary Batman, which you can understand because... Gary, Gary will pay you back in spades. He's holding the entire sport back. He is. Now, so for a little more context Resign. Uh, on what Jeff Merrick said, the specific incidents that he's talking about and what led to this NHL calling the PWHPA and the PHF to hold a meeting of the minds and get together and make one league, uh, which I have uh, many problems with. Is- oh, man, I'm glad he came up with that idea. Yeah. Oh, no, I'm, I'm so <laughs> happy. Man, the- why didn't anyone think of this before? Yeah, no, it's crazy. I'm so happy that the NHL is going to tell these women how to run their their leagues and what they want out of a women's league. That's like, great. You guys you guys are wonderful at NHL. Thank I, you for that. The, you know what women love is being told what to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They because, sort of need that direction. Because you know? the authority on women's hockey is the NHL. Men. So, for context, Dudes. over the weekend, the PWHBA presented to the NHL uh, their future and their plan. And they have a couple, I think it's eight to 10 year deals with a couple businesses that are coming out. And they presented this to the NHL. They met and they did the league. And then following that meeting, the NHL said, well, you guys look like you got a good plan, but there's this other place. Can you go talk to them and all get together? So that's where this report comes from. It's it's them reacting to seeing the PWHPA's full presentation, and their reaction is to, yo, you know what, this looks great, but go get the other the other side and come together, and then do one meeting. So there's a there's many different ways to take this. It's one the NHL continually has said that they would not get involved with the women's league unless there's one. So you don't want to get involved. So stay out of it. 
You know, that's that's the first thing. Yeah, when, you don't want to get involved. Get when involved. they actually needed help, you weren't there. And now that there seems to be progress, now that the PWHPA is coming together and looks like there's something imminent, the P the PHF has this new round of funding where they're they're raising the salary gap and all that. Now that there's actual uh, place in the market for women's hockey, now the NHL kind of wants wants to get involved, but not even the full way. Not even that they're gonna prop up either one of these leagues. They're 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 dipping their toe in after refusing to help out the game for so many years. It's disrespectful. You know, it's disrespectful to come in at this time and be like, okay, this is what we want out of the women's game. You guys help us now so that we can enter and help you. No, you should have been there to help the the CWHL uh, when it was folding five years ago. Right. And they were selling their trophies. That's yeah. when you should have hopped in to help. They're kicking tires on a car that's not for sale so they can go around and tell everyone they built the car. They want to, <laughs> when this, when this wow, league yeah. is up and running, the NHL wants to say, look, our name's on it. See? We support women. Where were you the 10 years before that? Here's, here's what I want, and I know you're bursting. I just want to add some context to this. Saski Stewart replied directly to Jeff and said, and, and Saski knows, man, she was CWHL from the beginning. They also said they weren't in a position to support prior to that when there was only one league. So it keeps kind of doing this convenient variation. And here's, here's the important part of the Jeff Merrick tweets, the, four, the fourth one, which it says, the NHL has repeatedly said they are not in a position to support women's hockey while there are two competing leagues. Where we could finish that sentence is the NHL has repeatedly said they are not in a position to support women's hockey. Mm -hmm. That's because, where we can end that because sentence. Because it's not the way they want it. Because right. they know what's best for women's hockey. And they think it's one league. And even I asked, though the women completely disagree. I asked Liz this like 18 months ago when we had her on. Mm -hmm. And, and you know, I think, I think I asked Liz. Liz Knox, that is. But it was some, I said, are you sure that you want to get involved with the NHL? Like, what makes you think... Uh, you know, what, what makes you think this is a good thing? And obviously the money is the key, right? They've got the funding. Mm -hmm. That is, a, and I get it. Over but, the course, like we have even said, oh, that sounds appealing. Because, it, I mean, if the NHL was to go the whole hog, you know, it, it, makes, it makes some sense. It could be a very good thing. You that, look at the relationship that the NBA has with the WNBA and you say, that's what I want. That's what I desire. That's, that's a league that has, that's sustainable, that thrives in the communities that they're in. And you say you want that. And to get that would be support from the NHL. But like you said, w w do you want that, Liz? Mm -hmm. Probably not because this league isn't that league. Right. But and Liz, by the way, does not speak on behalf of the right, PW. It right, was like right. it was one of those things that I posed out there. I said, like, are you sh like this? This league can't handle. And this was before Kyle Beach. Mm -hmm. This is before Black Lives Matter, the, the protest there and, and how much how, all the things that the NHL failed at since that interview. And I wonder, and I don't know this, obviously we have, full disclosure, we've got a, a, a business relationship with the PWHPA, but that doesn't mean, and they talked about on the, on the show, that doesn't mean that we don't support the PHF. It just happens that we are working with the PWHPA and doing our best to further the game the best way that we can. And Liz and Carell have absolutely knocked it out of the park. And, and I think they said it best on their show. If there's going to be news, it's, you're going to find out from them. Like They may not break it, yeah. But you're going to find out from the PWHPA, and then Liz and Carell are going to be the people that come in and go, listen, here's what this means. Mm -hmm. And I think probably the more that, and this is just my opinion, if I were running either of these leagues, the more that I deal with the NHL, I would be starting to think, the more I would feel like this is just a PR stunt to make the NHL look good. There's Really, do they care about the women's game, or is it... We care about the women's game. Look at all the stuff we haven't done. Wait, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> Why don't you... Here, here's... I got an idea. I got an idea. Here's how we're going to support the women's game, okay? Mm -hmm. We are going to, uh, for seven to ten years, forget all before that, mm -hmm. but once the, the momentum on this really started picking up, it was seven to ten years ago, right? Mm -hmm. it, like yeah. in that... We're going to ignore you, ignore you, ignore you, acknowledge you, have some teams, allow some teams to give you, you know, one league a little bit of support, and then we're going to say, I'm sorry, we can't business model doesn't work there are two leagues etc 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 so we're going to let you go out and get the funding mm -hmm. go support yourselves go do this completely on your own with no support and then once it's a finished product and you have funding yeah. then you can come and you can take it to us and we'll take the pr win thank you very much uh listen we have a lot of nuanced conversations about what's wrong with the nhl and i would change this and i would change that 
It can be boiled down very simply if you want to. The NHL's leader is a follower. And they're always going to be a follower league until that changes. I, I'm actually, this is what I'm hoping for. I'm hoping for a, a professional women's league that is so good and so forward-thinking that the NHL adopts what they do. And I'm not, the NHL is so backwards that I don't think that that's really out of, I don't think that's unreasonable. Think about that. They can, they, a partnership could exist with the NHL that makes perfect sense. They just need to pull their head out of their ass and, and stop doing And the less oversight, the better like from the NHL. Yes. The NHL could have also had it five years ago. Yes. Like they could have just, just did this. They could have just done it. They we could have been did happy. It. Why didn't they do it? They could have done it 25 years ago with the WNBA. Yeah. No. They had no foresight. And now that the women's game has such momentum, they're like, all right, bring your business plan to us so we, oh. can, we can sign off on it. Yeah. Don't worry. <laughs> Get Trust out of it here. with the fellas. The fellas got you. The NHL's leader is a follower. Uh, I think that's a great one. So, also, for just the last piece, go listen to yesterday's Noxie and Cax if you want to confirm that, hey, they'll have the actual real details when they come out. Um, one thing, here's breaking news. Carl's on the board of the PWHF. PWHPA. You know, if, if you're going to if you're gonna get any information, it's going to be from a board member on her podcast. No, I want it to come from the commissioner's office in the NHL, Jesse. <laughs> it's going to be from Noxie and Cax. I want the NHL to tell me about women's hockey, which they have no involvement with and which they say we can't get involved with. No, you never see the All-Star skills competition once a year. You know? And they'll have, they'll include one. Yeah. And then she'll, she'll win, but it doesn't count. Yeah, I'm still going to give it to the boys. Oh, she won the accuracy accuracy challenge? No, no, she didn't really win. No, she was just there. She just did the competition better than all of and, them, but it doesn't count. And worth mentioning, won during a commercial break. Oh, yeah. That oh, was uh, Kendall that Coyne. That wasn't even televised. I don't remember if it was... In the, was the, that Kendall uh, Coyne? I think so. I think I it might have been another competition. Okay, okay. I, I don't. Regardless. Anyways. It was regardless. a few years ago. Um, go listen to the podcast with a board member and the advisor to the board. Uh, Why? Why would I want to hear it from that when <laughs> I could hear a leak from it, head office? Ridiculous. Yeah, I think we're going in circles yeah, here. It's, it's just another. Are, we, are we going in circles? <laughs> I can only imagine uh, how the women feel. Oh, I know. Ah! I know. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Here's what I want to do. I want to talk about the Leafs, and then I want to talk about the trade deadline. Okay? Okay. That's what we're going to do for the rest of the show. Because it's a shorter show, it's Friday, and that's what we're going to do. Okay, and then I have something very fun to play us off into the weekend. Okay, great. So we're going to get to the play us out. What does that mean? (laughs) To play us out. (laughs) What? Sorry, I'm doing the Bill O'Reilly. Thing. Bill O'Reilly. Oh, Would it okay. sting to play us out? What? No, no, that yeah. made a lot of sense to everybody who didn't get it. <laughs> <laughs> I bet I most it. people got it. Alan I got liked it. it. No, I liked it. Yeah, Let's talk great. about King Eric, baby. Woo! King Eric. Eric Schalgren, uh, second win. The shutout streak lasts almost through the second period. How many shots? Uh, a lot. I think he saved a lot. Sixty-nine. Of sh- <laughs> Every, is, that, is that how many Elliot did? Friedman said nice did he say nice oh broadcast. that's great I, I missed that part because I, <laughs> sometimes during intermission I'm like I gotta get up and walk around and do stuff um, I'm gonna fold some laundry I, I want it uh, I have actually, it on I just see Friedman and I go mute no. yeah what a bomb <laughs> that guy is huh um, I, so, so first off the temperature this week versus last week even versus Sunday is so unbelievably different when it comes to the Leafs and the trade deadline and goaltending. I thought you meant outside. It is. That is different too. Yesterday. Yes. 
let's talk about this. The effect that Chalgren's had. First, the, the, I think the thing that gives people a little bit of comfort, more than the fact that he's played really well in two games, because he's mm-hmm. only played two games, is that he's in his mid-20s. Yeah. He's, he, I remember hearing from someone when the Leafs signed him, they're like, oh, it's a good pickup, but like he's at least a year away from being NHL usable. Uh, but that's that's what happens with goalies is sometimes they overripen in the wrong situation and and other times uh hey you throw them in and it works you're in you're in like you could uh like listen Vegas is missing like a football team's worth of players right now but the team they ice on a night in and night out basis you know resembles an NHL team yes with goaltending, most teams at any moment are two injuries away from being unrecognizable. <laughs> you know what I mean? Vegas, your starter is Marc-Andre Fleury. A few guys get hurt, you have a high school student in net. That literally happened. The Hurricanes had a tandem of Reimer and Morazic, And they were, little did they know, 25 minutes away from having a 42-year-old with wonky knees in net and he won it worked it's the goaltending is the most chaotic position bar none it's crazy now uh i i have to say and everybody was in leafs nation twitter was saying it last night it was so great to see um it was so great to watch a game and not worry about the puck going in for no reason (laughs) well at one end well (laughs) we'll get to that (laughs) we'll get we are going to oh, talk yeah. about Freddy, that. That was some, Freddy looked vintage. Fre- that was vintage <laughs> big game Fred right Man. there. And and, and Carolina, I hope you're ready for the playoffs. Uh, now, the the let's talk win. about Shogren for just a little bit longer here. Yeah. I do want to get on this. The 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 comfort it gives us to have good goaltending again. Everything else looks better. I you oh. didn't even notice Austin Matthews wasn't there. Well, and it, because everyone was so laser focused on Shogren, um, and so was I. I for moments didn't realize what was happening between the Leafs and Hurricanes mm. because it's a little bit of a game of cat and mouse and mm-hmm. most games the Leafs are the cat and sometimes the mouse gets away <laughs> last night they had to play the role of mouse <laughs> they're going up against a team that is at least as good as them except without their heart trophy candidate and they're third slash fifth stringer in net go coming into the season what was Shalgren on the depth chart uh it wasn't third had to be number five yeah it wasn't third it was it was at least four maybe five it's uh it would have been uh Campbell Morazic Hutchinson Hutch yep Wall Shalgren I think that's fair that's five I think that's fair so and and from the moment the puck was dropped the Leafs were clearly outclassed Without question. I mean, what is it, 12 shots before they got one shot? Yeah, and they had to completely change their style. And I was I was so impressed with... Um, it's it's almost a skill to be clearly the worst team. <laughs> what do you mean? Yeah, I, I don't know how to describe it, but they were clearly not as good as the Hurricanes, and they played the role fantastically. Mm-hmm. There are some nights where you're outclassed by your opponent and you look like shit. There are other games where the opponent goes, all right, there, we, there's certain things we're just not going to be able to do tonight. Let's do two or three things really, really well. Can I change this to a more complimentary way of uh, talking about the Leafs last night? Okay, I, I'm trying to compliment them. Uh, they, I'm, had, I'm, they had a tremendous defensive effort last night. Yes! Is what you're trying to yes. say. Not well, I was going to get there. <laughs> Man, they weren't the shitty team. I thought they played really well defensively. And sometimes playing defensively is sitting back and letting the other team kind of control play. But yep. then you you take the puck and you do what you want with it. And they took they they took advantage of their chances every time they got a chance. And the the squeaky goals squeaked in, yep. which is beautiful. And that's yep. what you need when you're playing a tight defensive game. And they look like a team like last year's Islanders during the playoffs, who who sit back and take their opportunities. Because if you look at the shot. If you look at the shot discrepancy, it wasn't like it was all all hurricanes. But mm-hmm. like the shots on Shalgren, he had to make like 
handful of really good saves. Two or three. A lot of them yeah. were just easy saves, which is a credit to your defense. And it's also a credit to him being in position. And a credit <laughs> yeah. to us having a goalie who knows where his posts are. Which it's is something a, it's, we haven't seen in a long time. It's amazing. Uh, I, again, go back to the Sisterkin game against the Leafs earlier in the season because it was a such a debate. Like, did he have a good game or were the Leafs just not giving him any challenge? Right. Well, it's amazing how easy all the saves look when you're in position. Right. And, like, it, it goes to a credit to, I thought, uh, Labushkin played nice. Yeah. Kasha was really good. Yeah. Mitch Marner was the best player on either team. He's, he's man, unbelievable I, in every respect. He is peaking. He is fabulous. I love everything out of him. He's never Warner. played better hockey. I games. also no, want to say that I loved that when he talked about his goal at the end, uh, at the end of the game, he said, "Freddie knows I'm a pass first guy, so I shot." <laughs> yes, and and so does Mikheyev, man. Okay, so let's talk about the Freddie goaltending. That Mikheyev goal is vintage. What happens to Freddie when he's not sharp? He yeah. how did that goal go in? I want. I guarantee. It's a terrible. It's go a back goal. and watch this. Before Mikheyev even crosses the goalie red line, like at the, you know, oh. F Freddie is off the post and moving to the other side of the ice. Because Kampf is open. Yeah. He's cheating. Like, now, he's trying to cheat the play. You see the face you're making? This, Carolina fans, we had this conversation on a game-by-game -game basis with Freddie. Because... There were always instances where the Leafs sort of let him down. Mm -hmm. But if if I could talk about Freddie the way I talked about Shelgren yesterday, here's what the Leafs need, right? And I promise this will link back no, to no. Freddie. They don't need November Jack Campbell. That's unreasonable to expect yep. from anybody. Like, okay, all we need is the, you know, the best goalie in the league. The Leafs don't need that. Yeah, it's all we need is the best goalie in no. the league. You know, it's it's unreasonable to expect that. Here's what you need out of a goaltender. To not let in any shitty goals, number one. And number two, give you one or two saves you don't deserve. Mm -hmm. Freddie didn't give Carolina that yesterday. No, he didn't. And even he gave if, them a couple goals that shouldn't have gone in. Even if you argue, the, uh, you know, they you know maybe should have, he didn't give them the one or two they didn't deserve. All three were two on ones. Mm -hmm. Yes. And two on ones, as you texted me last night, seemed to be somewhat automatic with him. Dude, uh, it was a thing with the Leafs. I was like, okay, they allow a ton of two on ones. They don't so much anymore, but they used to allow a ton of two on ones. And I was like, oh, I hate how they play two on ones. And then they improved how they played two on ones. And they still almost always went in. Like if a shot got off. Basically, if TJ Brody was not on the ice, <laughs> if a shot got off, every every few games, he would give you a truly spectacular save. He's a, he's a goalie with immense ability, but well, a lot of them went in. That 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 McKayev goal should have never happened. And and so here's the thing. Uh, somebody named Bill uh, tweeted me at underscore Thrillium. It's uh, quite good. He he said uh, <laughs> he tweeted me and he said. The quote, which was ubiquitous in Freddie's five years in Toronto, which was, I mean, what is Freddie supposed to do there? Oh, which the Steve Rear quote. 100%, which is always Fuck off. what people said. Now, I don't want to say show. Freddie Anderson's had a spectacular year. Absolutely. He has been great. And the thing was, when he left Toronto, it was never that he wasn't talented. It was that he was probably injured and couldn't stop a beach ball last year. Right. And previous to that, there had been games and we were at them. I was at multiple playoff games in the Bruins series where in the in the two Bruins series and even the Columbus series, we saw it where he just fell apart and it wasn't like fall apart a little bit. It's fall apart to the tune of six goals. You can't uh, you can't talk about Freddie collectively. It was a different goalie night in night out. He'd have games where you couldn't beat him every every playoff series. He'd steal a game or two easily. And be useless in a bunch of others. And I have fond memories of Freddie here, but I'll tell you what pissed me off yesterday. Good. I, but I, it was meant to piss me off, and it worked, and I understand why people love Rod Brindamore. I, if, I was, if Rod Brindamore was my coach, I'd run through a wall for him too. Of course. Uh, but he comes up, and so, so the Freddie Anderson quote yesterday that got everybody sort of going, the, this, was the, this is us turning on the burner, which is, uh, uh, Freddie, did you enjoy your time in Toronto? I enjoyed the first few years. I did not see this. So then, and I'm paraphrasing here, Rod Brindamore says, uh, uh, he says, 
You know, I think the difference is, is that in Toronto, uh, you could make 10 spectacular saves or 10 saves. He didn't even say spectacular. You can make 10 saves, but they're really going to get on you for the one that you missed. Oh, which is why last night I that's tweeted just calling Hurricanes fans dumb, uh, right? Which they're he said, not. And I think he was more referring to the media rather than the fans. Whatever. Um, but I, I that's why I tweeted last night. I'd rather focus on the 18 saves rather than the three goals against. He's like, he's like in, in Carolina, we don't really focus on that. We focus on the, sa- the, the good saves. That's just a good coach. I think that's a great coach, but, but it was sort of like everything that they said that we did happened last night. Yeah. I think it can did. I, can I read the full Freddie? Read, read the quote. Okay. So Luke Fox uh, got to talk to Freddie, Frederick Anderson before the game. He did a whole profile on him. And here's what uh, the Twitterites went viral with. Is, so, is that what we're the Twitter Twitterites? Rights? I don't know. I'm trying Let's try new it. things. Let's Always try new things, Steve. Let's try it. If I teach you anything in this lifetime, try new things. Thank you, Father. Okay. So uh, this is the this is the quote here. Frederick Anderson. I dealt with a lot of different things that you don't see. Anderson said of his five years as a Leaf. Definitely before the pandemic was a fun time for me, and I think the world changed quite drastically, and it was never the same. Definitely enjoyed the first few years I was here. How about his relationship with the passionate and routinely disappointed fan base? When things are going well, they want you to they want to cheer for you. They want you to do well, to play well for the city, Anderson said. I guess different fan bases express that differently. Does that make it any better? And then do you want the full no. Brindamore quote? Give me the Brindamore quote. So I love is- Brindamore. But also, I was like, oh, I'm going to kill him. This is the next paragraph of yeah. the profile. You could not, by the way. <laughs> no, I know. But, like, you know, you, you he's trying to get. Yeah. Yeah. Brendan Moore says, there's a huge difference, obviously, playing here with the attention on every little detail, especially for a goalie. Our goalie might give up a bad one, but we don't talk about it, and you don't hear about it. We talk about the 10 great saves he made, Brendan Moore explained. In a bigger market like this. You guys scrutinize that one and forget about the 10 saves beforehand. Over time, maybe that wears on you a little bit. First of all, I don't think that's true. One, hockey players are babies. Go ahead. Uh, two, hockey players are babies. Like Genuinely, you would wilt in any other sport. <laughs> yes. Uh, number yeah. three, that's just a good coach. 100%. Rod, if, if I played for Rod Brindamore, I would drink out of a flask for fear of being poisoned. At, at every turn, like you no, you do genuinely need to instill that sort of attitude. Like every don't go out on the town. Don't eat at a uh, don't eat at a restaurant while on the road because they might put some laxatives in your food. You, you, you just never know. You can't trust them. Everyone is out against us so that by the time you get on the ice, you're just ready to not just kill that team, but their entire family. A hundred percent. And I, I love that. But as a Leaf fan, I was like, after the game, I was like, that's the most satisfying victory of the whole year. That oh. victory, that was the best win this year for me. After it, watching, after reading those two quotes, I was like, okay, mm-hmm. I hope the Leafs mop the floor. It was now, definitely they, the least expected. No. They, they didn't mop, mop the floor, the floor. <laughs> but they, they did win 3-1. They one. squeaked one out. And the focus of the game, really, where Carolina was weakest, was in goal. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, yeah. Yes. The Leafs seem to have a fairly obvious strategy that Carolina couldn't cope with. Which, which is I'm bounce not, the puck off the boards. Yeah, yeah, which is not something I'm accustomed to seeing out of the Hurricanes. And, like, I'm again, you have to understand as a Leaf fan how surprising that victory was. Like, it's and it's nothing against the Leafs. It's just the Hurricanes had every advantage except home ice, basically. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but the the shots, I believe, were 36-21. It makes the seem it makes it seem like the Leafs weren't able to generate anything offensively. I don't think that's true. It certainly didn't feel like it. Felt like they were sniffing all night. Um, but I do think it's a testament to how good Carolina is defensively that despite the fact that it looked like the Leafs had a lot of opportunities, they were able to limit them to 21 shots. So again, they played a good defensive game and their goalie let them down. Let's are, get it. Are hockey players uh scared of any uh, media attention at all because yeah. that's what it seems well, like in every single I think I'm, honestly we got to stop giving them a pass on that imagine did, taking this these personalities that we have in hockey and throwing them into like a European soccer did you see what happened to Russell Westbrook a couple days ago the Westbrook when West, West, <laughs> when when uh, oh. uh, against the Timberwolves when they're just clowning them on the yeah. court 
Oh, uh, Carl, Carl Anthony Towns. Was, and then he was, was checking the for the win. Who was the yeah. guy that threw the basketball up and like hid from it uh, on on the Timberwolves too? He's trying to hand it to the. I don't know. He threw it up in the air and was like, "Oh." I understand it getting to him, but you can't make it that obvious. Like good. Well, Lord. and they come back into Toronto and go, "Hey, it was obvious." So that means, listen, that means that if you're if you're a, a Toronto Maple Leafs fan, just know that if you're in the building and you're loud, it will get to them. You've just yeah. told me that it'll get to you. Can, can I can I make an off the board uh, prediction? Because hockey is the way it is, uh, the Coyotes are going to make the playoffs next year. <laughs> oh man, it's every NHL player's dream. You get to play in front of practically no one. Gary Bettman just going let himself. To, they're going to oh yeah, and they'll make probably negative fifteen million dollars in the process. Yeah, yeah I yeah. assume we, we're going to do Katie Strang on Monday. I guess. Yeah, I think we, a, we have to. That, we'll, we'll oh, be like that whole. I we need. I, I need yeah. to dig into that one a little bit. Yeah, but that article, we'll Katie do, Strang, Sean Shapiro about the Coyotes. If you want to read it, and then we'll break it down. We we'll haven't do had the Monday. chance to even read it yet. Tuesday. Tuesday. Oh yeah, yeah trade wow. deadline. Okay. That's Don't right. forget. Yeah. So, so there is no Monday show. We're doing it Tuesday on account of there's a yeah. thing. Happening. CJ show Sunday, Tuesday, Thursday next week. Yeah. Steve Dangle podcast Tuesday, Wednesday, Wednesday, Friday. Yeah, that one. That one. That one. Okay. Um, what were we saying about before that? Coyotes are going to make the playoffs. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no. Let's. I want to. I want to quickly. I don't know if you heard Agent Provocateur this week yet. No. Yeah. Okay. Maybe so the, on the way home. Here's the biggest takeaway that people are in my DMs about and freaking out about. Are you ready for this? People ask, Frank Cervalli brings up a really good point. He's like, why do you, people are like, I, I don't believe your information. Why would the GMs give you information? And it's kind of an interesting thing. It's like, you think about it. What does an NHL GM or source in the clubhouse, whatever, have, what's, what's the reason that you would leak information to a journalist? There's no reason for that. It's, unless somebody's actively like working against the team or it's nefarious. The way that Alan and Frank described it was it's an information highway, meaning the street is two ways. Frank gets information. Chris gets information. Elliot gets information. Jeff broke some information. Yep. It's, it's a trade. It's back and forth. And so they asked. So Frank said, well, what do we have to offer NHL general managers? Do you know the thing that fucking blew my head off? Just crazy. Was that. And, and Alan backed this up. There are general managers in this league most of them, that will only talk to maybe at max four or five other general managers. And so what the insiders often end up doing is telling other NHL general managers, hey, have you spoken to such and such team? Oh, no, I don't speak to that guy. Well, you know they're looking for a third-line left winger, like the guy you want to sell. Hmm. Really? Yeah, I haven't called him in a year. What? So to repeat, NHL GMs, most of the time, or a good chunk of the time, talk to four or five teams. So if you have a player to sell, they're not going to go and call everybody. They're gonna they're gonna say they're they're gonna they'll put it out there to uh, 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 somebody like Frank or somebody like Chris, whatever. Sometimes, and then and and then go, oh, I won't talk to that guy. I don't like that guy. So oftentimes, insiders sometimes can bring teams together on deals that would never have happened because the GMs legitimately will not call each other. It is sometimes not even as serious as you think. Um, someone, because I broke news, remember? For the yeah, expansion I do drug. remember that. I broke who the Kraken were going to select from the Chicago Blackhawks. And this person gave me this information. Uh, and I quickly did like a Twitter and Google search. And I was like, this information isn't out there. Yeah. So you're just giving me this information? Yeah. Can I tweet this information? Yeah. Why are you doing this? I don't know. They just, they literally like gave me a scoop because they thought it was funny. <laughs> it's, it, it doesn't have to be that serious. But, but imagine. And so I tweeted it. And what, what was hilarious is I found someone who had like a master list of everyone who was getting taken um, and who the source was. And mine was the only one with an asterisk. Because <laughs> they don't trust you. Because they're like, <laughs> Steve Daniels? He's never broken anything. It's been 10 years since he broke, oh, the Leafs are calling up Chris Newbery. 
That was my only. I remember we talked about because we did the live stream for the expansion draft for Sports Day. I remember we talked about how you broke that news and no one believed it. No one believed it. And then it happened on the show, and then we were like, "Told you." Yeah. So John Quenville of the uh, (laughs) Chicago Blackhawks getting uh, taken by the Seattle Kraken and then quickly thrown away by the Seattle Kraken. So I want you to remind yourself that when you're watching trade deadline, the reason that some deals don't happen is because GMs will not call outside of their trusted few people. Yeah. Which to me, when you're getting paid five hundred thousand to a million dollars a year, is completely unacceptable. I can't. If I, as an owner, found out that my GM wouldn't call certain teams because he didn't like the guy, you'd be gone. I, I'm just hoping the next hilarious hunch comes my way. I can't wait. I would like now, to be the first insider to become an insider, just because all my sources think it's funny. So the Ben Sherratt deal is, from from what we're hearing, screwing it up for everybody. The Canadians traded Ben Sherratt to the Florida Panthers for Tyler Similak. Uh, so, sorry, Simil- Similnak? Oh, man, I struggled Sim- with it. Similnik? Let, let me see it. Similnik. Uh, a first-round pick and a fourth-round oh, pick. Oh, Smilinich. Smilinich. There it is. Sorry. Sorry that's to how our, I choose to say it. That looks like it is, and it's that's it would be make sense, especially if it. it's like, um, anyway. I believe uh, First-round pick and a fourth-round pick. So the interesting thing, Kent, first off, Montreal did get their first round pick mm-hmm. for Ben Sherratt. Plus, they got a fourth rounder too. It's not bad. And now, the guy was picked third round 2020. Mm-hmm. What was interesting was Kent Hughes said, I don't want the 2022. I want the 2023. Is that he's, what he said? Or he's apparently been Florida asking. Didn't have he's been Mc- looking for a 2023 first round pick. Which is curious to me because because Julian reported on that. Julian was like, is this for real? And, and it's unprecedented. Unprotected. Yeah. The 2023 draft is supposed to be a deeper draft. Well, and they want Connor Bedard. Yeah. And your takes <laughs> when honest. you when you get 2023 uh first round pick from Florida, you don't know where they're gonna finish in the standings. As you said, the NHL is goofy, the Arizona Coyotes might make the playoffs. Goaltending too. The Florida Panthers might fall off a cliff because uh Bobrovsky decides he's gonna take the year off. So who knows where that 2023 pick is? It makes a lot more sex sense for uh Jeff Gordon to go out and get that. I like that. So it's interesting. So Slash the Leafs um, this is screwed enough for everybody, but if we're talking specifically about the Leafs who have high interest in Giordano and Hampus Lindholm, well, so apparently Seattle's like, oh, uh, you know what Montreal got? That's what we want. And Mark Giordano, it, and, and, and they are asking every team this, and everybody's saying, listen, he's on an expiring deal, and he's 37, 38? He's yeah, a like, second-round pick. This always confuses me about the Leafs and every other team. Like, when you list the players they're looking at, those aren't the same. <laughs> Hampus Lindholm and Mark Giordano, those aren't the same. They're not the same. They're not even close to the same. What do you want? Um, I don't know. I think I want uh, quesadillas or cotton candy ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> those aren't the same. No, Hamp- What are you talking about? Giordano's towards the end of his career. Yes. Just played his thousandth game. Hampus Lindholm is arguably in his prime, needs a new contract. Yeah, he was Morgan Riley's draft. I think he was the next pick. So apparently, what Anaheim wants because Verbeek wants your best pick, your first, sorry, your best, your first round pick, your best prospect, and maybe something else to make the salary work for Hampus Lindholm, which is insane. Yeah, that's an insane ask. And apparently, teams have been like, "Sorry, we'll slow play this one. We're not going to pay that." And you know, Francis, who I again, guys. Maybe Carolina Hurricanes fans can back me up or correct me here. I'm not sold on Ron Francis as a GM. We're about to find out if he's any good at this. Because I, if he I, gets that price, good for him. If Giordano is still, still in Seattle after the trade deadline, I think we have our answer. Oh, I don't think there's any shot he's still in Seattle. But, um, I mean, hey, it's we need a, what was it, a first and a third? <laughs> and then he didn't get that from anybody. <laughs> And he essentially said to Washington, all right, a second rounder. For a goalie who actually could have helped Seattle. Yeah, they could have just kept him. And then in, and in, a situation, in a situation where they had even more leverage than they would have after, uh, or sorry, before um, taking him. Because they said, it's this much to protect uh, Vitek Vanacek. And the capital said, ah, we're not going to pay it. And so Seattle goes, oh, okay. And they took him. He was Seattle cracking property. And they the Caps, sold him back. Yeah, and the Caps go, can we have him back for a second rounder? And they go, sure. I feel like somebody said that Ron Francis goofed on that draft. I feel like somebody I tried said to that. be nice. Um, I feel like Adam, so. Adam was right. Don't was be there nice. somebody that... Uh, okay, now... They didn't do according it. To, according to Frank Cervalli on his... Uh, he was on the 590 morning show. 
he said that that Matthew Nyes is what everybody wants for the Leafs, and the Leafs are not going to move Matthew no. Nyes. Dude, he could play He's for an them. He might play for them this year. Well, so so what's interesting, and Fridge gets into this in his call. And by the way, you have got to listen to the CJ show from yesterday too, which is just jam packed with yeah. information. Um, the uh, uh, the thing is, uh, Dubas he writes this in thirty two thousand. Dubas continues to indicate he does not want to trade tros- top prospects for a rental. Mm-hmm. I believe Lindholm is the Maple Leafs' top target, although they've also taken long looks at Giordano, Justin Braun in Philly, Dallas's John Klingberg, and Jacob Middleton in San Jose. Dermott and Hall have been on the market for months. I wouldn't be surprised if Travis Dermott is given a fresh start, regardless of what else happens in the next few days. And then he goes on to the next point, and I love this. Completely insane Toronto prediction? Zidane Chara. Yeah. I'm into it. Come on! And then... Left wing. Uh, Nick Second Letty, line. Nick Letty's name has also come up, and I'm yeah. like, please, all the way, Nick Letty. <sighs> okay. So, can I throw this out there? Please. Because I know Dubas... Oh, man. His job depends on this season. And the the least I don't think and, so now. He's put together a great team. You keep Dubas for sure. So no so here's the thing. Uh regardless of how you view this season, the Leafs have to take the ice next season. And yeah. then the season after that. The Le- they have a future. Uh-huh. I want a future that includes I would rather have a future that includes Matthew Nyes than a presence that includes Mark Giordano for 20 games. Or Hampus Lindholm. Or Hampus Lindholm or anybody. Like Now, if you get Hampus Lindholm and you extend him, it, does it become a little bit more... Yeah. Because then, but... you gotta, then you got to dump Jake Muzzin. Well, this is the thing. Like, I don't understand. Like, Giordano can at least play the right. I don't... Maybe Lindholm does? I don't think I don't so. Know. I think right now with... This discussion about Matthew Nyes, I think that's we're talking about negotiating. We're talking about yeah. the guy is asking for the high price, and that's what it'll be. And Dubas is too smart to pay that. You know, he's not going to go out and give Matthew Nyes. But I think by the time we come back on Tuesday, Marcio Giordano is a Toronto Maple Leaf. I think there's that's a, wild. I think that price gets low enough. I think I think the the rental prospect of it is perfect for this lineup in terms of salary cap and him not coming back. And I think it's just draft pick. Maybe a low end prospect, but not Matthew Nyes. Picks? I would be cool with picks because I think the Leafs have drafted really well yeah. in recent years. They don't need the picks if it means a second round appearance. Yeah. Like, that's the no, only you need goal. to get to the second round. That, that, that's the only goal here is getting to the second round. If getting Giordano pushes that bar to like a couple more percent, you know, if that pushes you to 65% likely to get a second round, that's what you need to do. Dubis, if Dubis remains consistent here, um, I'll be happy because his notion when they blew it against Montreal um, and throughout the whole offseason is he's betting on this group uh-huh. mm-hmm. and you don't bet on this group by completely changing it. Uh-huh. Right. So I'm far, far more comfortable, by the way, with this year's bet than last year's far more. Really? Yeah. Well, yeah. why? What was last year's? <laughs> well, last year's was it was good, but like you didn't. <clears throat> There's some felt off about last year's team. I don't know how to describe no, it. Last year's team was the first place in the division. They ran through the Canadian division. They were I, like, three, yeah, one, guys, man. I said it. I said it before the playoff series started. <laughs> I did say it. I said, this, go back and watch the episode before game say? one. I'm like, I'm nervous about this. I don't know, guys. Yeah, no, you were nervous about it from a least fan perspective that we're always nervous about everything. We're going to be nervous no matter what. Dude, uh, they could the, win the President's Trophy eight times in a row and they could lose and we'll be nervous. Here's the first four games. Leafs lose 2-1. Leafs win, I think it was 5-1. Leafs win 3-2. Leafs win 4 nothing. There's no reason they should have lost that fucking series. Right. And, and the thing the thing that let them down last year was their offense. Yes. <sighs> if, if they get all, if this that's why Dubas is right to bet on this roster I think because if right they too. show up and they have offense just a little bit in one of those three games, they win. And so just bet that it's going to play out this year where they get a little bit of offense. And Clifford has proved he can play. He's useful. Robertson has proven he's useful. Nyes, I think, could come in and be useful. Nick Abrazzese, I think, could come in and be useful. They don't need those guys. They have... Well, they... No, so Fridge did talk about that, Jesse. So remember how I mentioned Toronto's fourth line? Last episode and how they really need to get more out of these guys. Like, so mm-hmm. Spets is ten points away from a thousand points. Uh, Wayne Simmons got his got his thousandth game. Yeah, uh, and let's not said, speculate. Once Abruzzese's 
yeah. uh, and and nigh the season and the NCAA ends, those could be options on the fourth line. Yeah, Ofchenikov is, is already over in North America. Yeah, he's probably not right. NHL but if, ready, every, let's be if honest, everybody's but, rolling, they don't need him unless unless you're sending Carfoot out somewhere for the salary. But mm-hmm. even that, you don't have to do. But Carfoot sort of like he makes sense, mm-hmm. right? But like beyond that, like I just the closer we get to the deadline, like you got to go on instinct right and maybe a few weeks ago i was talking a little differently my instinct right now especially i mean you're not supposed to make um assumptions based on such small sample sizes but after last night after the past couple games selling the farm doesn't make sense no it doesn't the prospect well because the prospects are ready to go no no. i can play don't do that you've done You've done a good job. Dubas has done a good job. Mm-hmm. Keep them. Yeah. Keep them. The right. Panthers selling the farm makes total sense. Yep. Dude, you've been in first place this entire year. There, It sounds like they're about to add, uh, well, they just got Ben Chirot, but they could potentially add Claude Giroux to what is already literally the best offense in the National Hockey League. Um, the, the thing is, yeah, because so Colorado's got the better offer on the table as of this morning. Uh, but, uh, that's, that's according to Freege, but basically what the Philadelphia said is, listen, Florida, if you put a comparable deal on the table, we'll give him to you. He wants to go to Florida. We want to do right by him. So my only point with the prospect group that you're saying they might sneak into the lineup is, but those are your 14th guys. Like there's, there's, now. there's right now there's guys here who are, uh, who are ahead of them. You know, we're running, we're running off of the starting lineup to fit in those prospects and like they might get some games, but it, if if everything goes how it should, when we reach game one of the playoffs, we should have the twelve guys who don't include those guys. Yeah, we should have NHLers who have NHL NHL experience who are here right now who are playing well. Like that's what I'm hoping for. And I think I'm hoping here. that we don't have to use those guys. Well, and also, so the offense let the Leafs down. Mm-hmm. Who are you referring to? Uh, the big guys. Exactly. I'm I'm mm-hmm. talking about the big names. You're referring to the top line. Yeah. I would bet on that. Like, okay, if you're Dubas, you have to, if you've made your bet on this group, mm-hmm. you must make the bet that that won't happen again. Yes. Yeah. Otherwise, what's the point? And right. I would argue that they're a better group because look at the way Michael Bunting's played. Yeah. I actually think Michael Bunting, he has far more scoring touch and is far more in your face than Zach Hyman. I'm, it's not because Zach Hyman's not a, a better player, maybe overall. I don't know how you'd rate the two, but Bunting is a better fit on that we first upgraded. line. I think there was an upgrade there. Yeah. I think the third line with Kampf, what a big difference that makes. Him being able to win uh, face-offs in the defensive zone all the time. You could throw him out there. He's going to be over 50% and shorthanded. Where can't Andre Kasha play? That's right. I love that player. Man, he's great. Love that player. Um, and let me throw this at you, too. And you, Jesse, you mentioned this earlier, so I want to back up one of your points. Since January 15th, can you name the top five players in the league with the most points? Mitch Marner, number one. Oh, yeah. Can you name some other names? <laughs> I think there's five of them. I think Matthews might be number one, and Marner might be number two. Okay, who uh, else is on the list? Connor McDavid, just because he's Connor McDavid. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jonathan Huberdeau, mm-hmm. greatest player Ooh. alive. Um, eh, I don't know. Chris Kreider, he's doing it with the goals. Yeah, I was gonna say Kreider. Okay, so you were right with Mitch Marner. He is number one. Oh, yeah. number two, another Alberta team, Johnny Gaudreau. No. Oh, underrated. Austin so Matthews. Underrated. Number three at 39 points. Matt Kachuk, 39 points hey. as well. And JT Miller in Vancouver with 37. That's basically since oh, the coaching yeah. change. And I have to say, that Gaudreau, Kachuk, Lindholm line is... That's the best line. Unbelievable. Are their games televised? Like, I know. <laughs> we should be talking about them well, way more. Well, I think, I think that's why people in Alberta get a little pissed off with the whole Toronto focus. I get it. Oh, Look at how great they who's are. Who's people in Alberta? Every person I get this in shit from Oilers fans. I never get it from Flames fans. That's true. Never. I think they're going to steamroll through that Western Conference. I think it's, so too. They're so good. So, with all of that said, I think I I I, I think that if you're the Leafs, like I know that um, uh, Irfan Gafar mentioned, the Leafs had talked about Tyler Mott from Vancouver. Yeah. And I just don't think you need to go get that kind of depth. I do think you've got an Abruzzese and Nyes, and you could try some stuff out. Robertson didn't look. Listen, did he look like a superstar? Maybe not, but he didn't look completely out of place. He can play. I think he's getting better. I think so too. And then and then you've got Matthews coming back. It's going to be great. It it does come back to how's Jack after the injury? Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe we're looking at a Shawl Grand just riding 
Shalgren, like the Sens, red uh, riding a Hamburglar. Oh, yep. Um, or Bennington. Or Bitter, know. yeah, hundred percent, yeah. And then, and then, I guess, how far do you want to go on defense? Like, here's the thing with right. Jake Muzzin. People are like, you know, if he was fully healthy, he'd be great. So all he has to do is come back fully healthy. Oh yeah, that's all he's got to do. That is simply just not going to happen this year. Steve, just fix your back. I would love to fix my back. It's difficult. So yeah, how far are you willing to go? I think if it's Giordano and you can get him for at least a second and something. That's what I'm hoping for. I, I think you got to do Giordano. <sighs> Who comes out of the lineup is a question. Because I saw some projections that had Lilligren out. And I'm like, he's pretty good. I think everybody, wants, everybody wants Dermot traded, but he's, he's not playing anymore. I, mean, I think they are going gonna, to. Yeah. I think they are going to trade him. I mean, Fridge said it. They'll do right. They'll yeah. do right by him. I, he, he might even go to a playoff team. Sure. Not a bad player. He's useful. Yeah, it's useful. Anyway, just throwing that all out there. That's kind of the trade chatter. And remember, uh, CJ Show, Sunday morning. Going to prep you for the trade deadline. So you're going to have all day, Sunday and Monday. And they're doing it early in the morning on Sunday, so it'll be up early. And then, of course, Tuesday is going to be the big one. So uh, Steve's going to be working all day at Sportsnet on Monday. So we're going to be doing Tuesday. CJ Show is going to be Tuesday. And it is going to be fun to kind of break it all down. Uh, can we do a prediction? What's your prediction? What show... Or sorry, what trade is going to torpedo this show? Today. What trade is going to break before the Cla- show is up? Cla- or just after Claude Giroux? You think it's going to be Claude Giroux? Yeah. No, doesn't he have to stick around? Didn't you, weren't you the one who outlined that he has to stick around till Sunday for the thousands games? No, he's moment. already done that. No, he's, the, no, the he already did it. He, he did oh. it. Didn't did he? they do the ceremony? Though? I thought that, uh, oh, he played his thousand. This is what you explained. You explained, yeah, he played the thousand. He needs game, the ceremony, and then they need to do the because you can't do the ceremony before he plays the game. But he's not traveling with the team. Oh, now he's not. Oh, and Lindholm, by the way, is sitting out. Giordano sat out after his thousandth game. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, he did do a thousandth game salute. I know that. Like, but, after but he didn't get his what is silver, silver stick. stick? Yeah. yeah. Man, can you imagine? Uh, it's like Colorado giving him his silver stick. Like, hey, congrats, man. Welcome. <laughs> yeah. Do you pro- weird. do you wait till he plays in Philly? Again? I think you do that. You know, it's like when you get your ring for a championship team, you wait till you go back to that team. That, I think the you day in the. In the your arena again. Anyway, I don't think Colorado, uh, Calgary's done. So I think Calgary's going to make a trade to screw us up. No, Calgary's done. The, so? they're, the one hole on their lineup was third line center, and Yarkrook is that. And they, they like, did well to fully in Yarkrook? Yeah. What else do you need? They don't need anything else. That was their hole, and they filled it. Yeah. Calgary's done. They're sick. Mm. They're so sick. We're looking at Florida again, mm. Colorado for sure. I think they're tied up until Giroux is solved. Unless one of them solves it. Right. Uh, Vegas, just because everybody is out of their lineup and they don't have humans to play for their hockey team. <laughs> Literally. They have to go get get guys. So Vegas is out there. Um, other than that. Would have been cool if they got something for Mark andre Florian. Huh? Minnesota. <laughs> Minnesota's uh, got to do something this year. There it is. Jack McBain trade. Jack McBain. The Jacob what? the Jacob Middleton thing is weird because like I don't know if I'm San Jose I kind of want to keep him. Why am I why am okay. I so quick to move I don't know Jacob what they Middleton? Do why there. is there such a market for Jacob Middleton? By the but way, also, we've got ten minutes left. I'm just throwing that out there. This is our ten minute warning. Jack McBain, final answer. Steve or Jesse, what do you think? What do I think? What you think it's big? What's going to ruin this podcast? What will ruin this podcast and make it completely out of date? What trade? I I don't think we got a trade today. Whoa! No, I think we go. He's in, not even going to play the game. I think we go into Saturday, Sunday. The trades happen. Uh, a lot of them happen on Sunday. I think today we get a little, uh, little relief for our podcast, and the trades don't happen. So all of this you're hearing right now is super up to date. I wish I had that kind of confidence and faith. Let's do the press conference. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. 
Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. The Presser SDP. The Steve Dangle Press Conference. Jesse, I see what you have on the screen. And if you play that, I'm leaving. <laughs> You're gonna love it. So today is Friday, which means oh. it is hashtag SDPN Fan Friday. Use the hashtag SDPN Fan Fridays on your Instagram story or on Twitter to be entered to win a fifty dollar gift certificate from the SDPN Shop, which is SDPNShop.ca. Last week we had an amazing winner. We will announce the winner on Monday. Good luck. Go share you watching the podcast, any podcast on our network or you wearing some of our merch, any merch from our shop, mm-hmm. interact, enjoy. Our mods uh, will retweet you, and you'll have some fun. So before we go into the weekend here, we must go back into the history of this podcast. Okay. Because we have a history of showing clips from city council meetings. Oh, so- no. Fun. Have you? Did you play this? Did you know what I'm doing? Did you play this on the uh, radio show this no, morning? No, I Adam? did not even see this. I saw three seconds of this video yeah. and made it my life's mission to avoid it so forever. Alex and now Stein, you're showing me it. Alex Stein, I should say, is a comedian. No, it's he went Alex to the. Stein. He went to the oh, uh, this. Plano City Council meeting in Plano, Texas. I hope I'm saying that correct. And this is what he said to City Council. When I'm in a boo, spitting on the mic. Anti-vax. Putin hates all of them blacks. Putin is a bad racist. Put him in the ground, white or brown. And I'm in plain old town. And you know you just got found. I'm a pimp on a blimp. Elastic stacking shrimp. No, you can't stop my shine. I'm number 99. And you know I'm doing this shine. Steve's trying to turn this off. One time I'm teaching class. This is your whole path. Zelensky is a VIP. Ukraine and I go insane. Put a bullet in Putin's brain. You know that is the plan. I'm a Zelensky stand. I love you, Vladimir Zelensky. You are so smart. What's the smell? Did somebody fart? No way. What can you say? Fascinate me straight or gay. I love you. And I love to rhyme and grind all the time. Do and you got that sanitizer. I hate this. And you know I got that Pfizer. You know I stick it in my vein. Put a bullet in Putin's brain. Do it for the Ukraine. Before I go insane. Let me antibacterial my body. At the party. This is the worst Ship it for Cotty. You know the flow. And I am a pimp, cause I am on a blimp, eating lots of steak and shrimp. One more time, I'm 99, and you know I grind and shine. Guys, this is the greatest prices way too high. Vladimir Putin needs to die. Yo, Guess 30 seconds would have been fine, man. Vladimir needs to die. I'm the truth. How is this allowed? Take my picture. I'm a winner. I'm going to eat you. For dinner, okay. Why are you allowed? I just want to say, yeah. I love you. Oh, come on, let him wrap it up. Like Lindsey Graham said, thank you, Mary Mullins. I appreciate the time. What did he say? What did Lindsey Graham God say? God bless you Do all. Primetime Stein on Instagram. Thank you. <laughs> we got you down. We got you down. <laughs> Who the fuck is clapping? Isn't that like a, it's not <laughs> even a city cop? Isn't that like a school meeting? No. Like it's, the it's, next it's speaker city, is uh, Brian Wellington. Oh, my God. So... What do you guys think of uh, Mark's or Alex Stein? Also, Mark Alex Stein's attempt to go viral, which he did. This clip has seven million views. He's a YouTuber. He's a comedian. Uh, his YouTube channel, I assume, will blow up after this. But what did you guys think of Alex and his rap for Putin and vaccines? 
I think he's made the world worse. <laughs> and there's nothing he could do for the rest of his life to undo this. Man, I don't know. Like uh... his time on this planet will be a net negative. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I listen. Yo, That's here's the mean. thing with here's yeah? the thing with real good comedians. Good comedians know when to pull the plug. It's timing. Timing is comedy. Yeah, Jesse, it was it was mean for two seconds. He was mean to me for two minutes and twenty seconds. You guys, you guys don't enjoy Alex trying to do some good for the world, trying to bring some comedy to the land. Is that what that was? <laughs> he had a nice flow in the be- in the middle portion where no. he got that. No, he didn't. Putin needs to die. Like that was that's some good flow. Yeah, was it was it fucking bars? <laughs> <laughs> All right, was Alex Stein spitting bars? Oh, the fucking button. <laughs> I can't. I just can't anymore. I think I'm all done with this week. You guys all done? I think this might be my last show. (laughs) It's not. We'll be back Tuesday. Enjoy your trade deadline. We love you. The Steve Dangle Podcast. Follow the guys on Twitter at Steve underscore Dangle at Adam W-Y-L-D-E and at Jesse Blake. Connection complete.